The following podcast contains explicit language. It's an honor to clean up your cum stains, guys. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sex Lives, New York Magazine's podcast about sex. I'm Maureen O'Connor, and this week I'm joined in studio by the wonderful Jolie Care of Ask a Clean Person. Hello, Jolie. Hi, Maureen. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Jolie writes a column called Ask a Clean Person for Esquire.com, and she also hosts a weekly podcast called Ask a Clean Person, which is an audio advice column for all the messy dilemmas of the world. And there are many. And there are many. There are many. Jolie's here today to help me answer some of your messy questions. Every week on Sex Lives, we ask people to call into our voicemail line and leave us messages with their own personal stories, with their questions, with their opinions about what we've talked about. And as it happens, we got several voice messages about messy sexual situations. Yay! The so, best! Jolie's going to help me talk about those, as well as a few other interesting anecdotes that we've been getting from our listeners. And just a reminder, if you ever want to call us, that number is 646-494-3590. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. How is the Ask a Clean Person universe? I'm always so flattered that people trust me with their problems. I just can't think of a greater compliment to receive in life that people feel comfortable and safe coming to me with things that are oftentimes really embarrassing. I mean, especially the sex stuff. And you know a lot of the sex stuff because you've been on my show. Mm-hmm. And obviously when I have you come on, we I pull out, you know. The, <laughs> <laughs> that shit gets wild. All of the NC-17 questions that I've been saving up until you come on my show. And so you hear them too. And a lot of them are, you know, they're they're very intimate. And, and for people... A lot of times they, they really just feel so embarrassed that, that the stains that have happened in the bedroom have happened. And the fact that they feel comfortable coming to me about it is really – it's touching for me. <laughs> it's, it's such an honor, you know. It's an honor to clean up your cum stains, guys. <laughs> so on that note, I have the wildest, I think, sexual cleaning story I have personally heard. And I am dying to hear your reaction, Jolie. Oh, my so, gosh. That's this a pretty is coming... high bar to clear. I'm very excited for this one. I know. Maybe it's going to be nothing to you, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. If it was wild to you, it's probably going to be pretty wild to me. We have a caller named Tammy who came... She actually was listening to that old episode when you came in about a year ago. She was going through the archives, apparently. Okay. And she called in with a story just to share with you, Jolie. So... Oh, my gosh. This is so exciting. Let's listen to Tammy. Okay. My now husband, when we first started dating and having sex and stuff... He was older than I was, so I kind of wanted to show how awesome, creative, and raunchy I was. So I got this, like, lotion that heated up. I, you know, I, I, I put it on him to kind of spice things up and, and you know, kind of give him a, <laughs> a hand job. And uh, it got really, really badly irritated. It started burning him. Like, it really started heating it up. So um, I ran into my bathroom, and I got wipey, and I went to wipe it, but I got Lysol wipes instead, and I, like, Lysoled it off, and it just, it was awful. We almost had to go to the doctor. Like, it really burnt some skin off. So 
Um, I guess it's just like the opposite of the story. Mine was like extra clean. And um, I've never really shared this story before. And uh, I don't know why I thought it would be good to share it with you guys. Oh, my God. Poor Tammy. Poor Tammy's husband. I, it, it really, it truly must be love because he still married her after all of that. True. She, she, she like scalded his dick with bleach and he still married her. Have you ever heard a story like this before and how corrosive is Lysol on a dick oh my gosh well I haven't heard anything quite that bad I've definitely heard about the warming lotions having too much of a warming effect yes um I've used medicated gold bond on my Mm -hmm. lady parts and that burns so if that burns (laughs) but side note even if say cum or bodily fluids was on your bed sheets, you wouldn't want to use bleach. No, your favorite rule. This is my favorite rule that Maureen, I learned. you're so good at this. From Jolie's Ask a Clean Person, which is that if it's a protein stain. That's right. And protein is anything that comes out of your body. For the most such part, as, yeah. So like if you mixed your warming lubes or whatever is mixed with like body fluids, you don't want to use a bleach because that's when it turns into a yellow stain. That's right. Such as when you get armpit stains. That's right. Maureen, you're so good. You're my no. best student. I really, really are. I really do focus. You don't apply any of the no- in the no. knowledge in your own life, but you know it all. <laughs> it's all theoretical knowledge because I don't clean anything. I think it's great. My life is a mess. But your life is fine. Your life works for you. The correct thing to use is OxyClean or an oxygenated. Yeah, oxygenated? oxygen bleach or an enzymatic yes. cleaner. Enzymatic cleaner. Yeah. And the last time we were together, you ha- you came up with a good mnemonic for remembering the enzymatic cleaner and the name of the product that I recommend and the stain type, which was Jizz yes. with a Z tail takes you to use Zout. That's right. Oh that my god. So that You're mnemonic so really worked. I was so yeah. afraid I wasn't gonna remember it right now, and I was like, shit, it's a bad mnemonic if I can't remember it. But there it is. I could see on your if face that you jizz, were like not, your Zout. Yeah. I could see on your face that you weren't quite sure, and I was gonna <laughs> jump in and, and remind you of what it was, but you remembered. So it was a very good mnemonic. If you wanted to clean up a warming lubricant or a warming lotion, because that would be a grease stain with whatever makes things warm. If you've got a warming or water-based lube. You don't need to worry so, so much about dealing with the stain. It will come out in the regular wash. You can certainly, and you should, because lubes are often mixed with our sexual fluids, which make them a combination stain. You should treat them with a little bit of your enzymatic cleaner with your zout. Mm-hmm. Um, if there are very bad or very vast stains, you might want to soak the sheet. <laughs> well, I listen, people traversing the entire bed. And True. Then, I mean, you just never know what happens. You might want to soak the sheets in diluted oxygen bleach and water. Prior to laundering. That's the sort of thing for like the, the bigger or the older set in stains. But for sort of your regular stains, go ahead and just use yours out. Launder the sheets as usual. You should be fine. It's really when you get into the silicone lube stains that you have the problems to the point where I tell people that unless you are truly devoted to the use of silicone lubricant, because it does perform better than water-based lubes, mm-hmm. I would say avoid them. In the- or if you're really <clears throat> dedicated to those, you just have to have the cheap sheets. Or have cheap <laughs> sheets. Exactly. Have to have you know sheets that you don't care about. You know, designate a set as your sex sheets, or just replace them when they get to be you know too stained for you to stand. That's the thing about the silicone. So like, I have this kind of ongoing 
constantly morphing list of like the worst stains in the world. What and are the worst stains in the world? The worst stain in the world is turmeric. The spice? Yes. That like yellowy spice. Yes. The yellowy spice that is used in Indian cooking that gives it sort of that distinct oh, yellowy. It's so orange. delicious. Ugh. Turmeric makes me so I'm Indian. I have to like always preface this by saying uh-huh. that I'm Indian and I do not allow turmeric in my home. <laughs> I refuse to have it. And my aunties know about this and it makes them crazy. It makes them crazy that I won't let turmeric in my home. And so they try to trick me. The way that they trick me is they sometimes will refer to it as haldi, which is the Hindi word for it, because they think Anjali is like, yeah, yes, she's one of us, but she's only half Indian and she's she's fully American. And, you know, she doesn't know better. Like they think they think I'm just some dumb white broad. And you're like, not only do I know. Who's going to fall for it when they call it holiday? I am 100% obsessed with cleaning. I'm not going to fall for that shit. I will not let it in my home. (laughs) I will not let it in my home. Such a bad stain. There's no way to get it out. There are some like ancient Indian secrets that I've been unraveling over the years. But it's it's just such a bad one. And then there are like the what I call like the purple and reds. So, you know, the red wine, the pomegranate, the blueberries. Those are all so, 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 so bad. And then I think right below that is the silicone lubricant. So the worst thing you could do is be eating like a turmeric blueberry compote <laughs> off someone's body while using a silicone-based lubricant atop your lovely sheets. That just made my skin like crawl clear off my body. <laughs> That's your worst nightmare. Like, that just like made my heart stop. <laughs> Don't do that to me, Maureen. That's too terrible to consider. Our next call, we have a caller that this isn't directly about cleaning, but we have this sort of ongoing question that we return to constantly in this podcast, which is under what circumstances you enter someone's apartment and it's so disastrously messy or so weird or there's something there that makes you just turn around and leave because you just cannot do that hookup. (laughs) So we've got one caller who called in with her take on the issue. I've been dating my fiance now for almost three years and Sometimes walking into his apartment makes me not want to have sex um, because it's so messy. Um, so I think that mess is like a big turnoff because that was just related to what we were listening to for this week's episode. And then as I was listening to the episode, I opened up my Snapchat. Yeah, she's responding to the episode entitled How to Flirt on Snapchat, in which the sex writer Priscilla Pine was telling me about how occasionally a dick pic will go awry when in the background you have somebody's like disgusting bathroom and you're like, oh my God, (laughs) I don't want to go there. Yeah. That kind of thing has come up a couple of times recently with people talking about YouTubers who like start filming something and like don't realize that the background is like their disgusting living room or like their completely filthy bathroom like, a lot of makeup YouTubers, oh. I look at their bathroom and I'm like, do you realize you're filming in there, right? Like, <laughs> like we can see that ratty bathrobe. You might want to throw that in the washing machine. It's such a narcissism thing because, like, the guy taking his dick pic thinks that no one's looking at anything other than his dick. And you're like, no, 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 we're noticing the surroundings. Or, right. like, the makeup bloggers, like, you're looking at my beautiful eyelashes. You're yeah, like, no. I'm like, no, I'm looking at that disgusting bathrobe hanging behind you. Please watch that. Regarding this, though, this caller, first of all, this is another example of how love conquers all because though she admits he's so messy she doesn't want to fuck him, she's still marrying the guy. She is. I know. I was like, how I that all work out. <laughs> curious what's going to happen if and when they live together. You're getting married and you haven't lived together. 
which is fine. Yeah. People do that. That's fine. But there's this like chasm in in the way that you keep home. And how are you going to reconcile that once you're already legally wed? Well, on one hand, I'm pretty sure if she just told him, I don't want to fuck you because it's too messy here, he'd probably clean the fuck up. Yes, he definitely would. I do think that relative level of cleanliness is among the sort of like essential things that people will never be 100% on the same page in in a relationship in the same way that there's always one partner who's a little hornier than the other one or who likes morning sex a little better than the other person. There's always like a sort of handful of things that you're perpetually sort of managing how you meet in the middle or how you deal with the disparity. Mm -hmm. And cleanliness is is like the ultimate kryptonite because I'm a really messy person. I know. (laughs) This is the ultimate kryptonite in every relationship. You and I would be terrible in a relationship together. We would be terrible. We would be terrible. We'd be like Bert and Ernie. We would be like Why do I go to that instead of like the actual (laughs) odd couple? But, you know, Bert had his like collection of paper clips and they were organized and Ernie was just like throwing shit everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) I Yes. The funny thing is, so I always, I always really liked Bert. I mean, of the two, you know, Bert oh, was always. Oh, Ernie's a fucking monster. Bert's Bert, definitely the Bert one you want to be friends with. Bert's always the one I want to be friends with, except for one huge thing. I have a major, probably my biggest phobia is of pigeons. Oh. And Bert had pet pigeons. And so that was like, that was it for me and Bert. Mm. It was all over. You know who I actually <laughs> really did like, though, oddly enough, was mm. I liked Oscar the Grouch. It's funny. You wouldn't think so. Maybe Oscar and I are the original odd couple. (laughs) The man living in the garbage can with the cleaning expert. Do you have recommendations on how couples can reconcile their relative clutterness? Yes. I actually was just interviewed for the New York Times. Oh, really? Um, A woman was doing an article about things that she wished she had known before she started cohabitating. Mm. And so she was interviewing me as the sort of cleaning expert. Well, was, she framed it a little differently. And the way she framed it was, what's the biggest mistake that couples make vis-a-vis cleaning when they're, when they're living together? And I, I said the biggest mistake they make is that they treat each other as adversaries rather than as teammates. Ah. Ah, I knew you would love that one. That I thought that was good. very clever of me. I think so, too. Yeah. It shouldn't be this fight. It should be the two of you against the world's. Not the two of you against your home. It's like whether you're weaponizing the mess against each other or whether you are the team fighting the mess together. Exactly. Exactly. And maybe one person is a commander and the other's a soldier exactly. in this case. And that and then I and I took it a little bit further with the teammate analogy. Cause right, I you know, I still sort of like exist in this like sports world. Even though <laughs> yeah. even though I'm at Esquire now, I spent three years writing about cleaning for Deadspin, which is a sports gossip site. So I, I do sort of mentally equate a lot of what I do to Athletic activities, which is weird and funny, but cleaning is sort of athletic. It is kind. Of, I mean, it's a physical activity. I yes. listen. I we're we're in the like throes of spring cleaning time right now, and mm-hmm. I'm a little low energy today because I was scrubbing my walls today as part of my spring cleaning. I've never scrubbed a wall in my life. It's, it's tiring. It is much more physical and tiring work than you would think that it should be. No, it makes sense to me that that's really tiring. You yeah. don't need to go to the gym anymore. It, I, and then I went to the gym. Oh my god, Jolie. I know. Your I'm arms tired. are going to fall off. I'm going to sleep very well tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, where was I? Oh, the, the, sports metaphor. So the sports metaphor. So here's what, here's I took it even further and he said, if you think about the way that a team operates together, like if you think of soccer, soccer is a really good example of this. The level of play is not equal between a forward and a goalie, but they're both equally as crucial to the game and the success of the team. 
So the goalie has less active time in a game than does a forward. But if you didn't have the goalie, you'd be well and truly fucked. So which one is which? There's always going to be natural imbalance. No two people are going to care equally about cleaning. Mm-hmm. That's just not going to happen. So the goalie is the person who cares less. And the forward but you is give the them a couple who, yeah, and critical so, tasks that you're like, you absolutely have to pick up your socks. Right. Or this no, is you're the just one a, thing you do. Right, but, but no, no, because again, you're now you're doing the thing. Oh, no, I'm doing you're, it. You're being the adversary. Yeah. And so and so what and really what you should say to the person who does less is say you're going to own a few tasks. They're just going to be yours. They are your responsibility. And a thing that I recommend is that people sit down, the couple sit down or roommates. This works for roommates, too. Sit down together and make a list of what your chores are. Don't come to the table with the list and say, here's what they are. Mm-hmm. Agree together, because then again, you're, you're teammates. And, and then you div- divvy them up. Divvy them up. And what you will find that people are so surprised about, I hear this over and over and over and over again from couples, is that as you're making the list, you're both going to pipe up and say, oh, I don't mind doing that, or I love doing that, or oh, I hate that one. Mm-hmm. And almost always it ends up being that like a thing that you love doing is the thing that your partner hates doing. And then it's really easy to say like, oh, I actually like doing the laundry. Mm-hmm. And your partner may be like, well, I hate the laundry. OK, then I own the laundry. I'm in charge of the laundry. I really hate taking out the trash. I love taking out the trash. Great. You're on trash duty. You know, what I mean, there are a million ways to divvy things up without feeling like you're getting screwed in the deal or that you have to do something that you hate. Yeah. It's just a helpful mindset to bring to the conversation of like, we're in this mm-hmm. together. It's us against the house. Yes. Yeah. And now I know the true reason why you're in love with Oscar the Grouch, because he takes out the garbage for you. He does. <laughs> he does. Such a good man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys. Look what I got. Well, hi hey, there, Oscar. Hey, Oscar. Hey, uh, Mr. Hooper just gave me a couple of Chocolate ice cream cones, you know? Uh, yeah, hey, can I have one? Sure. Okay, uh, Ernie, I'll take this, and uh, you can have that uh, <laughs> yuck uh, mess there, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Oscar. Bye-bye. This is actually a great moment for our next phone call. We sort of get more calls about masturbation etiquette than almost anything. <sighs> Excellent. And this is actually regarding being a guest and masturbating. Okay. I enjoy masturbating frequently, um, as in... Usually once a day, if not once a day, then once every two to three days. So if I'm staying at someone's house for like a week, there's going to be a moment there where I (laughs) sort of feel like I need to masturbate. So um, how would you recommend going about that without being super weird and literally realizing that you're masturbating in someone else's house? Any suggestions would be welcome. Because this is a little bit of a nightmare to figure out otherwise. Um, all right. Bye-bye. I will say it is awkward to realize someone is masturbating. Nobody will exactly blame you if they're, like, polite, not jerk people, you know, yeah. that you're staying at their house. But I would say to just go for, say, quiet, mid- middle-of-the-night type stuff. Or yeah. after you go to bed, you know, like, good night, everyone. Shuts door, turns lights out. Or first thing in the morning. Take a little breather. Yeah. The times of day when nobody expects to talk to you and no one is, they know not to like try to listen through your door at that time unless they're horrible people. And in which case you really shouldn't stay at the house with someone who listens through the door. Yeah. I mean, use good, good etiquette. Like if you're going to, if you're going to do it in the bed, you know, you have a comrade so you're not, you know, yeah. you don't leave, don't leave stains behind just because that's embarrassing and 
for everybody and kind of gross. Um, I don't want to be shamey about there's nothing there's nothing gross about ejaculate. It is I gross to have a sheet and be like, but I would. That's want exactly it. where house guest Bob jizz. Yeah, just be quiet is a big thing. Yeah, agreed. Who makes? Yeah, don't make it. Uh. Are there? <laughs> I was just going to ask a question that I'm just like not going to ask because I already know the answer is yes. <laughs> and you know what? Actually, another caller had very similar advice when it comes to masturbating in shared spaces. Um, he actually called in after we discussed the relative level of acceptability of masturbating in, say, a shared airplane bathroom or a shared public restroom. I mean, I'm kind of like airplane restrooms apparently this is a thing that a certain number of people do because it passes the time and you're stressed out on an airplane i feel like that's a very rude use of limited bathroom space i agree as someone who has the bladder of a flea and likes to drink chardonnay on airplanes <laughs> i <laughs> i agree i'm up that. and down constantly on a flight i agree with that i will say i was surprised by which particularly like my own friends and acquaintances who are wonderful people, a shocking number of them men were like, I was going to say, I always men, jack right? off in the bathroom. And I was like, oh, so that's why the line is so long. Noted. Not flying with you. Oh, my God. It's like a whole new. <laughs> Making sure I pee before you go to the bathroom. Well, on that note, let's hear from a listener who has some helpful advice on pulling off masturbation in shared spaces. Ooh. I just wanted to say I have a rule in that if I ever do masturbate in a shared bathroom, I will uh, make it cleaner than I found it. Makes me feel like I've done something not as bad. Uh, also, <laughs> I'm recording this on the street. I'm pretty sure a bunch of people just heard me. What was the last part? A bunch of people what? Oh, he was saying I'm making this phone call on the street and I just realized <laughs> everyone's listening to me. <laughs> That makes it even better. That's amazing. More power to you. Yeah. I like that because if you think that there's a chance that you're doing something slightly dodgy, but you're, it sort of karmically absolves you to do something that's good for the yeah. public in the process. Like, say, if somebody masturbated in the airplane bathroom, which all the same, like maybe if they masturbate super duper fast, if they clean the bathroom afterwards and I get to enter a pristine airplane bathroom, I might be okay with that bargain. Yeah. I also just think generally that's a good rule to live your life by is to leave someplace better than you found it. It's the campsite rule. It's the campsite rule. I was just going to say, like, go clean up some trash on the beach yeah. later today. Well, it's the campsite rule, which is both about campsites and Dan Savage famously sort of reappropriated that term to apply to sexual relationships. That he always says, if you're older or more experienced than someone and you feel like, am I taking advantage of them? The way you know that it's okay is if you leave them... <laughs> Sort of happier, more knowledgeable, more confident. You keep that campsite clean. You make it even better. I like that. I really, really like that. I would love to hear, as we sort of put out our call for more more people to keep calling us, because we love hearing your voicemails, you can call us about any other questions, quandaries, idle stories that you just feel like sharing. We like to hear all of it. And if you have anything in particular for Jolie, we'll make sure to bring her back again. Yes, that would be great. Yes, if you've made sex messes... Or you have questions about sex messes. Yeah. Or you plan to make any in the future. Let Maureen and I know. Yeah. So you can always reach our voicemail line at 646-494-3590. It's just a regular old voicemail line. You don't have to talk to a live person. But if you want us to call you back, we might. Let us know. 
Thank you so much to Jolie Care of Ask a Clean Person for being here today. Thanks for having me back, Maureen. This was really fun. It's always and so fun. We should say, we should tease that you're going to come back on my show mm-hmm. in May. You're coming back for episode 69. Why, yes. Of course. We had to earmark that one for Maureen to come back as a guest. She's a frequent guest and she's wonderful. And my co-host and I absolutely love her and we're so excited to have you come back. So that episode will air in mid-May. And if people want to write you direct cleaning questions without leaving a voicemail, how can they do that? They can email me at joliecare, J-O-L-I-E-K-E-R-R at gmail.com. You can also tweet me. Handle is at joliecare. Um, a lot of people tweet their cleaning questions at me. And I, I and do cleaning my... pictures. Oh, and pictures. I love pictures of your messes. It gets harrowing. It does get harrowing. I love it. It's like my, that's my fetish, right? The dirty water. I love <laughs> dirty wash water. This makes me so excited. Sex Lives is produced by Afim Shapiro and Jennifer Lai. Thanks also to Andy Bowers and Laura Mayer at Panoply. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week.